everyone. It's Florence Bremer. Welcome to the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I'm your host. I am an attorney in Phoenix. I've lived in Phoenix since 1999. Before that, I lived in Chicago and was born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. In the beginning of my practice, and today, I can't say it's any different 21 years later, I struggled day by day to find balance between work and life. I do my best to enjoy my work and my time not working, and please join me on this journey in finding grace and contentment in the practice of law. Today's podcast is going to deal with dealing with a personal crisis um, during a work week. Um, I had a full-on, as busy as you could get, work week, and um, as my listeners know, last weekend I actually replayed a previous podcast from the year before because I could not find 30 minutes or 45 minutes to do a podcast during the whole weekend. So in the last few weeks, I've had three cases that have had emergency petitions and emergency hearings. And it comes up, obviously, as a lawyer where you'll have a case with an emergency. What doesn't usually come up is when you have one every week. And um, so I went in three Mondays in a row Each Monday, I walked in with a crisis. I started saying, I'm not going to come in on Mondays anymore. I'm so thankful that tomorrow is Labor Day because I won't be going into the office and courts aren't open and there's no emergency. If there's an emergency, I can't deal with it on Monday anyways. So in any event, that was three weeks and in a row. And then I um, let the weekend... Um, prior, when I reposted my podcast, I was dealing with um, some of the emergency cases during the weekend. And um, it's an unusual situation. I know that in TV shows, there may be this um, perspective of lawyers going down to the jail in the middle of the night. And I'm sure Um, A lot of defense attorneys, criminal defense attorneys do that. And although I do some criminal defense, it's not my regular life. And I have made a very, very concerted effort to reboot on the weekend. And I have done podcasts in the past. I'll probably do another one coming up soon to remind myself of how important the weekend is and my strategies for a successful weekend and a restful weekend. Well, it didn't happen last weekend. Not at all. I had no time to do anything except work, deal with these emergencies. Um, I felt like my husband was probably going to divorce me. That's a joke. Um, But it was so busy. I had no family time. My, My family members were like, what are you doing? I said, I, I have to keep working. Like I'm, I'm dealing with these situations. So it was an gosh, awful weekend. Like it was awful. There was no rest. And then Monday morning, I walked into the office and got hit with another emergency. And my emergency cases from the weeks before were still piling up. Like I still 
it, it's kind of the thing when you have an emergency case, like you file everything, you get some sort of order, and then there's a ton of follow-up in that time period. Um, so, for example, you file an emergency petition, you may get a hearing somewhere in 7 to 14 days later. You have all this stuff you have to do. Usually you're dealing with the other attorney or the other party. You're dealing with your other client, trying to get stuff ready. It's a lot. And when you have 100 other cases going on, it's crazy. So by the time I left on Friday, I did not, um, I still have a pile of messages that I need to return, but it's going to wait until Tuesday. And I, um, I basically just had to, I just crumpled into a ball by, um, by, uh, Friday afternoon. So this podcast deals with dealing with personal issues when you're dealing with heavy work issues. So not only did I have like the craziest things going on in cases, but my husband, who I've talked about before, he had two surgeries in the last month, and then, I think it was Tuesday, he had a fever, and um, I said, well, you should go to the doctor or call the doctor. He said, no, I'm going to take some ibuprofen and um, just kick it, you know, I think it's just kind of a lingering infection from the surgery. He had antibiotics, but he had taken the dose and there was no more antibiotics. And of course, does it, in all of this, there's COVID-19. So I'm also like in the back of my mind, I'm like, he has a fever. Like, is, is, is this something more? So um, he was taking ibuprofen. He'd feel okay for a few hours. He was just in bed and he his fever would break he would sweat like crazy and I go oh he sweat out the fever but then it would spike up again and we called the doctor the doctor said go to the emergency room I said no I'm not going to go my husband said nope not going to the emergency room I'm going to um, just wait this out like it's fine it's just a fever so I had um, a hearing on Thursday and it was one that I had to do at my office and up until the moment of the hearing, I had things to do with the case, like just a ton of stuff, like all this stuff was happening. This was one of the emergency cases and the quick set hearings. So all this stuff is happening. I'm on the phone. I'm doing emails. I'm drafting documents. Like it's nonstop. It's, you know, like a, a million moving parts. And I get a call from my daughter Lillian. She said, I just dropped off dad at the emergency room. And I'm about 30 minutes from going into my hearing. And I just burst into tears. <laughs> Where I'm like, I can't be there. Well, number one, even if I was there physically, they wouldn't let me in. She had to drop him off and leave. Um, he didn't have his cell phone with him. He was just too sick to bring his cell phone. He came out of... Lily told me he came out of the bedroom, looked like death, and said to her, I have to go to the emergency room. So I'm so upset. And then um, she gave me a number for his room. I called it. He didn't answer. And um, I have to go into the hearing. Later, uh, she texted me. She called. He figured out he could answer the phone. She talked to him. He was doing better. And good news is, much better. Like, much better. They hooked him up to an IV of antibiotics and it like killed the infection and sent him home with a prescription 
um, it's night and day. He does have another, the bad news side is he has another surgery coming up. September 11th, he has to go in and have a procedure. This is the third part of the surgery, but as long as everything is going okay, this should be the easy part. Like This should be the easiest one out of the three. So fingers crossed, prayers to God that everything turns out okay. So <laughs> I had, you know, all this going on, like he was, he had fevers for days. I was sort of trying to like work in the room so I could keep an eye on him. But frankly, it was annoying him because I'm on the phone so much. Who wants to hear another person on the phone nonstop, just continually talking? So he was annoyed. He was sick. I'm trying to work from home. I'm running into the office and working very quickly and leaving. So what are some tips to try to, to handle it? Um, one is I found that it was very helpful to share this information to my clients. And if I had something going on with the court to let the court know. And basically, it's, it's just been a quick statement of what's going on. Hey, my husband had two surgeries, and now we're having some sort of emergency with a fever. By the way, here's a here's a tip, which probably everybody knows. If you have a fever after a surgery, just go to the ER. Um, they can fix you up right away. And if it is something more serious, they can figure it out. Also, he did have a rapid COVID test. It wasn't that at all. It was the surgery infection. And nothing, you know, what was crazy too is that, he, so he has a wound and I kept checking the wound from the surgery thinking if he had an infection, there would be something visible. Wasn't anything like that. It was actually from the inside. It was his actual kidney. Um, but they fixed him right up and he came home with a smile on his face. Like we couldn't believe it. Try to set some boundaries. I had a really hard time with that. Like I had no boundaries where I was trying to, you know, deal with work. Um, but I was doing the best I could on it. Um, try to do something nice for yourself. I realized around the middle of the week that I didn't have dinner the, the whole week. I don't know that I had a meal. I may have had a frozen, I have some frozen meals at the office, some vegetarian ones I get from the freezer section, I think I had that a day or two in a row, but they're always like very tiny, <laughs> which is good. I mean, who needs a lot of food? But then when you're not eating dinner, then it's making um, you not feel great. So I had a headache while I was dealing with all this. I'm sure a headache from stress, not eating, not having enough water, like all of that. So I could have done that much better. I just should have been guzzling water and making sure that I was eating something that was good for me and filled me up. Another tip is ask for help. I asked for help from my staff continuously. There was some things that I had been trying to work on myself that I passed off to my staff and it made such a difference in what I needed to do. One was drafting a document and the other was um, meeting with a client. I had, and again, on one of my emergency cases, I had the client coming in and um, got like just really, really bad news on, on a case and the client needed to come in. 
But my associate had worked the case with me. Like she knew everything about it. So she was, I, I thought, okay, she can meet with the client. And it worked out great. Like the client was happy to meet with her. I didn't have to reschedule it. It was something that was off of my calendar. It helped me be able to do the other things that I needed to do from home and then get into the office for my hearing on Thursday. Um, what else? Okay, so after it's all over and you can take a breath, do something really nice for yourself. And I'll tell you what I did for myself this weekend. It will not sound extravagant at all, but I did a couple of things. So by Friday, I was burned out, like just burned out. And I went to the office in the morning on Friday. I had some people coming in and I was done with my in-person meetings by say noon. And I thought trying to actually continue to work like I have to I have to leave I have to get out of here I actually you know what on second thought I did end up getting out later than I wanted it was probably like 1 30 or 2 because again some remnants from one of the emergency case cases was kind of hitting me my associate was off for the day because of the holiday weekend so um it kept me there longer than I wanted to but I got out of there about two-ish and my daughter and her baby and my sister-in-law and my teenage daughter, we all went to Costco. I know this is not going to sound like something that's relaxing or super beneficial. It really was. I, there were, and for numerous reasons. One, I needed things. I mean, when you start to ne neglect your house and things that you need, stuff like that piles up. So I needed some things. And Costco... I'm sure I'm not, anyone who goes to Costco, I'm sure I'm not telling you anything you don't know. This is something that I did not know for a long time. Costco is great about having things that a normal grocery store won't have. So things that are like super easy meals. Like for instance, we get these Vietnamese pho bowls. Um, my uh, family puts water in it. They have uh, nice soup like instantly. We got something new, like the, their product seems to go in and out, like sometimes you'll see a product for a while and then you won't. Um, they had these little like sandwiches that were like a flatbread with beans and cheese in it. Super easy. Um, I've gotten um, pre-made omelets there and, and things like that where they can just be thrown in the microwave. Millions of things like that. I've gotten vegan um, gyro kits, um, veggie meatballs, like anything that you can imagine. If you're a meat eater, like really the world is your oyster there, but there's a ton of vegetarian options that you can get that are just super easy, like something that you can microwave or pan fry very quickly. And it's great. So, um, went to Costco. I treated myself to a little gift. They had the Alexander Hamilton book there that I had been waiting to get from the library that I've been on the list to get for some time. They had it for $12.99, which you would not be able to get at Amazon or Barnes and Noble. It's going to be at least 20 bucks. But sometimes Costco will have bestsellers and they'll be very, very economical. And um, it was 
the soft cover version. Um, but I thought, hey, I'm, I'm treating myself. And we brought uh, my grandson, and he was sitting in the cart, and he was being very good. And so I was just pushing him and kind of just enjoying him and shopping and chatting with him. And it made me feel so much better, like so much better. So I got home around 4, which is amazing for the whole week. The whole week I was either getting home late or working late. I was working until it was time to go to sleep. And then I would just plop into bed. That was my whole week. And I would get up first thing in the morning and just open my laptop and start working. It was an entire week of that and the weekend before like that too. And so when we got home, here here's a problem with Costco. When you get home, you're like, where am I going to put all this crap? And so um, we kind of organized everything. And I realized I had a bunch of produce um, that I hadn't used during the week. So I thought, I'm going to make a ratatouille. So I was already making a shepherd's pie for dinner. And so I made that. And I just saw that my fridge was jam-packed with um, all these vegetables. And I thought, I'm going to make a ratatouille. I love making a ratatouille for so many reasons. It's, to me, and and in my mind I call it this, but don't let this phrasing deter you because it is very delicious. I I call it almost like a garbage stew because you can put anything in there. Ratatouille to me is always vegetables. I think sometimes people will do some meats in it, but I don't think that's a real ratatouille. Sometimes people bake their ratatouille like a lasagna. That to me is not a real ratatouille. A real ratatouille is... Um, cooking it in a pan by taking the olive oil, heating it up, starting with your onions and your garlic and your other herbs, letting all that cook, and then adding your vegetables, long the ones that need to cook the longest, like a carrot and the zucchini, and then at the end, throw in the ones that are softer, like the broccoli and the mushroom. And do you just cook it, you cook it, you cook it, you cook it. Because if you cook it an hour, it's still super crunchy and it's just fine, you know. But if you cook it for hours and hours and hours, it's so delicious. The flavors are delicious. And I will tell you, making that ratatouille, because I have had no joy in cooking in the last couple of weeks. It's just been a chore like, okay, I got to make a meal so people can eat. And it always reminds me when I make a ratatouille, I know this is going to sound silly. It reminds me of the Pixar movie ratatouille, where they make the ratatouille at the end. And the chef is, and one of the chefs is a rat, is enjoying like the smell of like the olive oils and the onions cooking. And then the critic who eats it at the end, he weeps because it reminds him of his childhood. And it reminds me of my childhood as well. We my we always had a super large garden with tons of zucchini and eggplant. And my mom made ratatouille quite a bit. Um, ratatouille and tomato salads, like yum, 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 yum. Like right out of the garden. Lots of corn on the cob. Like those are tastes of my childhood. And so to have that and to be doing that, it relaxed me. And then what did I do? I had not done this, I think, since I moved into this house. I took a bath on a Friday night. Usually Friday is kind of a, oh, it's like a race to the finish line where everything is busy. Um, people are kind of coming and going on Friday. And sometimes, you know, people might be coming over on Friday. And also I'm so tired that it's a very 
sort of unenjoyable day of the week where Saturday is much more enjoyable. Usually Friday, I go to bed super early so that I can start fresh on Saturday. And I really feel like that way that I want to start fresh. And I did go to bed early on Friday, but I took a bath. I took a bath and I had a stack of magazines and I just read through the magazines. I said to myself, I'm not looking at an email until Sunday. That is it. I have been glued to email. I've been glued to transcripts, but Sunday was going to be the first day I looked at an email. So then on Saturday, I gave myself a break. I always do a walk with my grandson on Saturday morning. We are in the end of the really hot summer, the hottest summer of record. Hottest summer of record. Like, are you kidding? On top of everything else this year. So for the last several weeks, the morning walks have not been enjoyable. Um, a month ago, I was getting up at 4.30 to try to get in like an hour of being outside. And being outside is very critical to my well-being. And I imagine to most everyone's well-being. Like get outside. It's very, very important. So got outside and um, took a walk. Um, got up early. But I let myself just, if I was going to get up and do it, fine. If I wasn't going to get up and do it, fine. I wasn't going to beat myself up about it. And my grandson actually woke up at 530. I thought I'm going to let his parents sleep. And I didn't run out the door immediately. That's usually what I do on Saturdays is like I change his diaper, put him in a stroller, get the snacks, get the water and take him for a walk. But my husband was up and I was, um, I brought um, the baby in our room and we were playing, you know, playing with some of the baby's toys with him and just laughing and just enjoying him being silly. And then he got to a point where he was just starting to get, um, a little bit more rambunctious. So I thought now is a perfect time to take him for a walk when he's not just like playing kind of cutely, you know, when he's ready to go. So we went for a walk and, um, my walks have been about half as long as they are during the nicer weather. I usually walk four to five miles when the weather is beautiful. Last couple of weeks, it's been more like two to three miles. And it's been fine. Like, I feel okay with that because the weather's not great. And um, I did feel, I felt like a little bit of a change in the air where I thought there's light at the end of the tunnel. And the change has to do with the morning light where... I'm noticing that, you know, it's not shining through my window at um, 5 a.m. The sun is really shining through my, I have a window that has like an eastern exposure, like a south, northeast exposure. And so the morning light comes in, which I like, but at some point it hits you right in the face, which is not that pleasant. But now that time period is more like 6.30. So I just noticed throughout the day like a softer light. It's not this overwhelming um, just sun beating on the house all the time. And even though we started a little bit later, I think we started walking maybe 6.30ish on Saturday. And the temperature said 85. There was a difference. There was a difference where you could feel like, okay, in a couple of weeks these mornings are going to be beautiful. And I checked the temperature moving forward and it looks like when we do our walk next weekend, it's going to be 
like in the 70s as opposed to like 90 when we start walking. Um, so that was the the things that I was doing to like make myself happy. I did work on Saturday, but I'll tell you, it it didn't feel so much like work. I have had appellate transcripts that I have been carrying around with me for um, oh gosh, weeks now <laughs> that I've needed to read and, and brief, and I haven't been able to open them up. And on Saturday, I just kind of leisurely was reading them, was typing up a statement of facts. It felt like a vacation because it was just so pleasurable to be able to work and not run out the door. Um, today is Sunday as I record this. This is a Sunday before Labor Day. I am going to look at my emails sometime today, start looking at them so that when I get to work on Tuesday, um, it will be not as terrible, hopefully, um, just to give myself a head start. I will tell you I am overjoyed this weekend that it's a three-day holiday weekend. I really started to feel it um, on Friday afternoon where the parking lot of my office was cleaned out. Like there were no people there. The phone was still pretty busy for Friday. I think people were getting off of work and, um, and, and calling to see, you know, if I was working. And so I was able to talk to some people, but I do have some messages that have piled up. I will tell you a tip of the trade for, Monday holidays. For many, many years, I used Monday holidays like Labor Day, Memorial Day. I guess President's Day is not always a Monday holiday. Um, MLK Day. And I'm trying to think of the other ones. There's a couple other ones that are not Monday holidays, but I still put in the same category, which also includes the day after Thanksgiving and the 4th of July. I will tell you this. If people ask you for an appointment on those days, unless you're planning to be at the office and you really, really are in the mood to see people where you want to be dressed up and not just go in with your hair in a messy bun or in very casual clothes, like you want to have a meeting, don't schedule the meeting. I have found that one time out of one out of three times, maybe one out of two times, the people don't show up. They just, they completely forget as Monday rolls around, they either forget or they've done, they're decided to move on to something else. Sometimes they call, sometimes they don't. There's no reason to have these appointments. Like give yourself a break, give yourself a day off. I wish every weekend was a three-day weekend because they make such a difference in your life, <laughs> how you feel, you know, when it's a four day week as opposed to a um, five day week. And I have, I have different, I have different ways that the Tuesday, like the day after the holiday has turned out many times, and I'll, I'll split this one down, down the middle. Many times the day after the holiday is just as dead as the holiday. Like people are not back into it. They're still traveling back. They're still doing whatever it is that they're doing or maybe just easing into the week. And um, so the day after won't be that busy or it'll be so slammed you can't believe it. Like the phone is just 
ringing, ringing, ringing. You can't even answer it quick enough. All right. So that's my little, um, my little thesis on three-day weekends. Okay. So there's some tips on what, how to deal with the week when you're dealing with a personal crisis as well. I feel like it went okay during, while it was going on. I was upset as heck. I was so upset. But now that I, it's in the rearview mirror a little bit, I have a little bit of perspective. I'm going to talk about some um, things that I've been doing on the pleasurable side, although honestly, I don't have much to tell you. Last Sunday night, so after the whole weekend of working, um, I, I was dying to see a movie. The movies in Arizona opened up last weekend. They they're very weird, like what is available for, for movies. There's just a handful of movies right now. Um, and this weekend, like there's more, the, the movies are still open, but they are the same movies as the last weekend. There's like no new releases. So last weekend I saw the new mutants, which I'll talk about in a second. And also playing as tenant um, which is the um, Christopher Nolan, the same guy who did um, Inception and The Dark Knight, which um, did all the Dark Knight movies, which I really, really like. Um, I really loved Inception. I, oh, he did Memento. Like, I love his movies. So this upcoming summer, his movie Tenet was very, very exciting to me that that was coming out. I haven't seen it yet. It's at the movies now. I've been hearing sort of mixed things about it although I don't always love reviews because I feel that I've there's been movies that I've liked that critics have just said terrible things about and I've stayed away from them and then I saw the movie and then loved it um, or critics will love a movie and I won't necessarily like it so that movie's playing um, there's a uh, Russell Crowe movie, Unhinged playing. There's a couple of old movies playing, like they're replaying Inception. They're playing Sonic the Hedgehog, which I think was out a year ago or six months ago. And um, there's a movie that has David Copperfield in the title that's playing, and um, something called something like Writing on the Bathroom Walls or something like that. So not a huge amount of choices. And I feel like the the movie theaters or the movie studios are just sort of dipping their toe in to see if people are going back to movies. So all last weekend, it was my goal to go to the movies, to have that pleasure of being able to get out of my life for a little bit, sit in the dark, eat some popcorn, and just veg. So all weekend, I tried to go and it didn't work out. But Sunday night, I talked to my sister-in-law and we decided to go see the new mutants. It's a X-Men movie, sort of. Um, if you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. It really doesn't have anything to do with the main X-Men char um, characters. And it's sort of in the X-Men universe, but like not, not like, not like a regular Marvel movie where there's all sorts of nods to what's going on. Um, but definitely in in the universe, but not like. Not, not like Captain America Civil War, where, you know, all these characters are coming in. Like, not, not that at all. Well, the other thing was, it wasn't a good movie. It was actually kind of a 
bad movie. You could see what they were trying to do. I think they were trying to make it like a bit of a horror movie. Um, but it was kind of boring. And the characters were meh. Like the characters and their powers were just weird. Like one guy got super hot. <laughs> you know, like that was one of the powers. One girl turned into a dog. I mean, I guess it could be cool if the movie was cool, but the, it wasn't cool. And um, luckily it was a short movie. But my statement when we walked out of the movie was, I go, it felt like a, a pilot to me for a show that I will never watch. And I kept saying, I bet, I kept saying, I bet this was a pilot because it just felt like it. It felt like it was doing exposition for characters and, um, and I know a lot of origin stories do that, but this was just boring like like it was trying to set something up that wasn't exciting so it was setting up more boring episodes for the future so it felt like a pilot so I looked it up and I thought this had to be a pilot like I was sure of it and I looked it up and it was not <laughs> although I, the that comment was made over and over by critics that they said it felt like a pilot so it was just kind of crazy um all right did I do anything else? No, I think that's it. Honestly, I thought I maybe I had some more re reviews or recommendations, but I really don't. Um, two nights ago, my husband and I watched the movie I Feel Pretty with Amy Schumer. It's on Hulu right now. If you didn't see it when it was out at the theaters, I'd recommend it. The first half of it is so stinking hilarious. Like, I love this movie, but I'll tell you the end gets kind of sappy and... Um, a little bit slow. I, I wish they would have done something a little bit different with the ending. But um, the first half of it is, is so funny. And I'll watch Amy Schumer in anything. So I think that's all I have for today. I will be back next week with hopefully, hopefully a more positive topic to talk about. Oh, one last thing. I will tell you one more thing that I did for self-care slash enjoyment um, that makes a, a huge difference for, for me. I finally planned a trip for the first time in months. I planned a just a little beach weekend to Coronado in a couple of weeks. And it felt so good to click around a hotel website and pick out a room and make the reservation and get the confirmation that is something I really miss. Not only do I miss traveling, but I miss the anticipation of traveling and the planning of traveling. Okay, I'll be back next week. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes under Florence Legally Brunette Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. Facebook under my name and under my law office. You can find my website, brummerlaw.com, and I'm also launched on Patreon. Talk to you next week.